Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Hey guys, before we start the episode, I'd like to announce our partnership with KetoCon, the science and stories of keto this summer from July 8 to 10 in Austin, Texas, held at the Palmer Event Center. KetoCon is an animal health and wellness event. It is the largest event in the U.S. focused solely on the science and stories of living a ketogenic diet and lifestyle. With 50 plus speakers, medical professionals, researchers, bloggers, technology developers, fitness experts, and everyday people like you and I who have used the ketogenic diet and lifestyle to improve their health, with 230 embedded exhibitors as well. People love this event because it's all about the community. Attendees are incredibly passionate about their health and the ketogenic low-carb lifestyle. It is a three days of non-stop motivation and inspiration, learning, networking, making new friends, sampling all the latest innovative products on the market, and enjoying the city of Austin. For discounted tickets, go to ketocon.org and click on the Get Tickets button. Use the discount code KetonesandCoffee at checkout and receive a 10% discount code on the three-day full conference passes. Alright guys, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, this is Lawrence and welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle do the ketogenic diet and every single week I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together in hopes to assist you on your own journey. So excited for this guys. Our guest today is a ketogenic lifestyle and fitness influencer. She is the co-host of the Fat Fueled Family podcast and one of the creators of the Fat Fueled Family YouTube channel and blog. Dedicated to leading a movement that will empower families to eat better, move more, and grow closer. Her Instagram has amassed a following of more than 40,000 followers where she shares free interactive workouts, gym hacks, and everything keto. With her mission to help women take control of their health, she and along with her husband, with their two boys, are all part of the movement to spread their love for keto to their families who have the same goals by making it fun and easy for the family. I'm so excited for this. I'm here with Mora Vega. Mora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning. Um, I'm so excited to have you on because love the movement with the whole family, with Danny. You and the boys are doing such a great job, uh, you know, just being a great ambassador for the lifestyle. Um, yeah, you know, I, I really love to have you on because my wife and I are on keto just over a year now and you know likely wonderful for the foreseeable future so i'm sure many families want to do the same just really confused like what to feed their kids and all that so i'm so glad to have Mm -hmm. you on yeah um absolutely yeah especially with the children like that's a huge part of our mission because i think it's a little easier for us as adults mm -hmm. to realize we have to change but 
you know, with our kiddos, it's like for some reason there's a disconnect even within the community, right? So. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, for me, for example, I feel good, but I'm really not sure <laughs> what to feed my kids. So I'd love to learn a thing or two about running a keto family. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that later awesome. on. And right now we are in the middle of transitioning our. Uh, two-year-old daughter to keto so there's no better people to ask about that than you guys absolutely awesome um yeah before we get into that i'd like to learn about your story a little bit leading to your whole family changing your lifestyle and you know let's start with your background just briefly i understand that you had dabbled with different diets in the past and you can get into the goals and the results on these other diets and then through that whole process, which was a journey in itself, decided to switch to keto in 2016. So everything that led to that switch, what was your relationship uh, with food before that? Ooh, well, this is a, this is, I'm going to try to give you guys the cliff notes because this has seriously, the food thing has been such an ongoing battle for mm. me personally, my entire life. Like I was not that person, you know, even as a, you know, just in my late adolescence, I, I reached puberty pretty early on, um, earlier than most girls. And I could never just eat whatever, whatever I wanted. I, that was never me. So I, as long as I could remember was trying to diet or lose weight, or I was always conscious of that, honestly, as far as I can remember, I was also a dancer and I did ballet. So that's another thing that keeps you very, you know, it's, there's a really big focus on how you look. And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, they, they, they just, they, there's no, they don't really care <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Like um, there's a certain thing that they're looking for. And when you're in that, you know, especially if you're competitive, it is what it is. There's so much competition that, that the way you look could be something that you're cut for. Right. So there was a lot of focus around that just in general. So I would say I did not have a healthy relationship with food for a very, very long time. It was quite a journey. So, you know, when I grew up, it was the nineties. So that was when, you know, fat is bad diet, mm. everything. Right. And that's just what I thought. That's what my mom thought. So, you know, we all were just doing the best we could according to what we were told. So I was eating healthy is what I thought. Right. Mm. But I could never manage my weight. So I did find myself by high school, you know, I was the master of restriction. Like that was that, mm. like, cause I, I just, I could not ever eat to satiety and not gain weight. So I just thought that that was like my life sentence. I was like, okay, whatever. I had all these tricks on, you know, drinking coffee, whatever it was. I, I had, I picked up some very unhealthy habits along the way at one point, smoking cigarettes, anything that would make me, you know, uh, curb my hunger so that I could restrict and keep manage my weight. Um, so yeah, I definitely battled body dysmorphia and that's something that's like a lifelong journey. You know, we still battle it. It's just like, I'm like more conscious these days that I'm like, that's not the truth, you know, like, but you know, a lot of body dysmorphia, a lot of restriction, a lot of eating disorders. I would mainly just restrict, binge restrict. Um, I never, well, it's funny because like the term bulimia, a lot of people associate it with just throwing up mm. and purging. But that's not really all it entails. Like you can be bulimic if you try any, it's a bulimic behavior if you try to undo something that you did, right? So like, let's say I did have a binge, maybe the next day I would fast or over-exercise. That's still a bulimic tendency. So I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of times people think, oh, no, I'm not bulimic. I don't purge my food. But mm -hmm. did you try to undo something? It's still an unhealthy behavior, right? So 
So anyways, um, I think by the time I reached college, just like any good college, uh, <laughs> typical college student, you go vegan, right? Like that's what mm. you do <laughs> when you are in college. And that's also what was hot. That's what we thought was, you know, a lot. Of, that's what mm. was told to us by the culture, doctors, like everybody was saying, meat gives you cancer. You're mm. going to get up. You're yeah. going to have a heart attack. You should go vegan. And oh my goodness, I look back now at the things I would eat and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so bad, right? Like like the, the yeah. fake chicken burgers and veggie burgers and tofu and soy milk mm. um, and all that stuff, you know, and really just restricting. So I was able to manage my weight, but simply because I would restrict myself. That is that. And I would exercise to a point, you know, so mm-hmm. once I graduated high school and I wasn't um, dancing, you know, all these mm-hmm. hours a day anymore, I did put on a little bit of weight. And again, that's when I went vegan, uh, not, not totally vegan. I would always eat a little bit of um, fish here and there and some eggs so I, I don't know what they call that, but I was never able to go fully vegan. I feel like I wouldn't have survived. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a good vegan. Um, but anyways, fast forward, you know, I, I really found myself just like I had no energy, um, mood issues, you know, just depression. Um, I wouldn't like heal. Like if I just nicked myself, if I like injured myself, if I got like a little cut or something, I would realize that it, it wouldn't heal that, you know, as quickly as it should, it would like just linger there for a few weeks. Um, so I just, I knew something was wrong. You know, I knew something was up. Um, so at that point, um, I was probably already in my early twenties. Um, and by the way, I'll just throw this in there, but between the time I was like, you know, left probably like 20 to 23, I was battling, you know, alcohol and drug addiction during that time. So during that time, I wouldn't say that I really cared that much about what I was Mm -hmm. eating because I was just, you know, out there drinking and partying and all that stuff. And, um, and so I got sober. I, when I was 23, I got sober and, um, you know, I started to really just focus again on working out and I wanted to, I've always wanted to be healthy. I always had an interest in that. And, um, that's when me and Danny, you know, Danny and I had been friends prior to that, but that's when we got together. And, and then when we had our first, we had our first uh, child pretty quickly after that, Um, And that's when Desmond was born. And that's when everything kind of changed for us because Danny started to um, do CrossFit. And then that's when like the whole paleo boom was happening. Mm. And we were so happy. Like that was such a blessing Mm. to us. So keto, we came to keto afterwards, but paleo was like our first baby. That's when we were reading all these books, Mark Sisson, Mm. uh, Weston A. Price Foundation. And we were like, oh my gosh, Mm. they lied to us. (laughs) We've been lied to. This makes so much more sense. Mm. Like, you know, and we realized, okay, uh, you know, fat is not the enemy. Mm. And, you know, just really, really the scales being removed from our eyes. And that really just opened it up for us. Um, and then, so after I had my second uh, child, Dean, that was about in like 2014. So about three years after I had Desmond, that's when Instagram and if it fits your macros, mm. that was gaining a whole popularity back then. Right. And so even though I'm so glad though that I had that base of paleo because it's like I could never unlearn that. And so I knew something was off, 
but I still tried it anyways, because whatever it was, you know, dating was powerlifting at the time. And the culture was a little bit different than CrossFit. Powerlifters just, they eat a lot. They don't really <laughs> care that much. So it's all about bulking and stuff. And I was like, I'm not gonna make two meals. So, you know, I did the, if it fits your macros thing and yeah, I lost weight, but I was miserable. I was mm. miserable because I was eating low fat yeah. and, you know, you're doing those, all those little meals that you're never really satiated. You're just always obsessing about food, binging on the weekends. And at, at that time I was also battling, um, postpartum depression. So I got really bad postpartum depression after my little one and they put me on Zoloft, which did not really help me in any way. Um, it kind of just, it didn't really make me happy. Mm. It kind of just made me like not care. Mm. Um, so I knew that I never, and I, it comes with a whole bunch of side effects. So I was like, I want to get off these pills eventually. So, um, you know, probably like about two years into that. So yeah, when Dean was like two, D- uh, Danny had been working out with a friend who was like, you got to do keto. You got to do like this keto thing. And because I had that knowledge of paleo and I remember how I felt, I was like, man, I used to be able to fast and not obsess about food. I used to feel just so much better just eating, you know, higher fat, lower carb. So I always knew that in the back of my mind. So honestly, when he said keto, I was, I was all about it. I was like, let's go. I was like, I knew that that was the only way that I was going to probably be able to get off those antidepressants. Um, and uh, please, with when I say that, just, you know, for anybody listening, always do it with a doctor, mm. um, with their, um, help because I didn't. And it was, it was pretty scary. Like I did not wean myself probably the right way. And, you know, you're messing with your brain chemistry mm. and it could be really scary. So please, if you're going to, if you want, if you are on antidepressants and you're wanting to get off or something, just mm. please do it with a doctor's uh, help because it, it can get turned scary. But anyways, we, we never really looked back. And so keto, we started at that point and we never looked back. I, I felt incredible again. Within weeks, I was feeling mm. good. Like my, my, just like my brain fog was lifting. I felt more satiated, not obsessing about food. I felt like I was back, you know, and then that kind of evolved into like more of a carnivore way of eating where we are now. Mm. And it's just been incredible. Like I, we, we, our, our family does it. Mm-hmm. We thought Danny's father has lost like 80 pounds at this point. It's just, it's been a blessing. So Wow, you know what? That was my clip notes. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. It's a long story. No, I love it. There's a lot there because, you know, I, as I was listening to you, you were, e- even though you were following um, the diet trend at that time, you you stayed open to trying new things and look yes. looking into, like, because I, I, I sit back here, listen to you. You are aware of what you feel when you eat a certain food or because some people are not open to no. anything else right but you yeah. you you were very inclined to trying new things which is so it, it may be it may be common to our community but outside the community you find lots of people are not open to it Right. If it's not yeah. recommended yeah. by their doctor, then um, it's it's not it's not something that they're open to doing. So um, mm-hmm. I, I just love that you and Danny um, are doing this for other families because um, a lot of families are confused. Right. I am confused. Like I'm keto yeah. and I'm living it. I've been living it for a year and almost two years now. And. My wife and I are confused of what to feed our kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a we have a two year old daughter that we actually just you know 
quit our jobs a week ago to go full time on our business. And now we thought that we have, you know, time for our kids, time time for uh, our business. But um, it's just hard to find time to cook or find time to yes. um, get snacks for our, for, for our daughter. And so um, I really commend you both. But I again, like I said, I, I want to dig in deeper on how you were able to do this. You have your own business. You you always you stay on track with your your macros, your fitness, whilst um, helping your kids, your the two boys stay on track. So, um, for our listeners that are maybe wanting to transition their kids as well into the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. and just are just confused, how were you able to do it in the beginning? Uh, you and Danny, how were you able to transition the two boys? Um, and and, uh, and how old were they at the time? Hey guys, hang on one second. Before we continue to the episode, I'm asking you guys if you're loving these stories and you're loving our guests on the show, pause the episode and consider giving a follow. It will help grow the podcast to reach those people that need to hear these stories the most. Thank you guys. Now back to the episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto-friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. Okay, so this is, I actually have two different experiences. So like I said, when my first one was born, we were in the paleo craze. And like, I was that mom. Mm -hmm. Because I was home with him, I was able to breastfeed. And I was able to stay home with him. I was very, you know, (laughs) a little bit neurotic at the time too. Like, I was like, no, my my baby, like I would make all his food. So he was my paleo baby. Like, I don't even think he had a French fry. I have so many stories that are, we laugh at now because truly those first few years, especially with your, if you're mm. with them, they really only know what you teach them. Mm. They, that's it. They don't mm. know anything else. And I remember um, back like his, like the first time he ever went like trick-or-treating my son, he didn't, he thought it was a game. He thought it was a game. He didn't know what to do with like the candy because I had never given him candy. (laughs) And he thought it was like a fun game. And I remember him playing like air drums with lollipops because he didn't know what they were. (laughs) Um, Of course, you're never going to be able to, they're in the world, right? So I never want to shelter them. Our our job is to teach them 
how to be in the world and how to be able to say no and to have, you know, what is, what is our, what is our, you know, our family, like what's important to our family. So I think the most important thing is to one, come up with that as a family, like what's important to us. And I think the main thing, and I'll talk a little bit now about the actual like details and transitioning. Cause I know that parents need ideas mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, I don't even know what I know. And like, I, I, for, I take it, I take like almost like, um, I don't know. Uh, like people, I don't realize that people don't know. Mm-hmm. So I will get into that, but I, I wanted to say this. We cannot control our children and we don't want to control them. Like, so we never want to take that approach where we are like, no, and like yeah. controlling them because they are going to leave our home at some point. And, you know, for all I know, they can go straight for the, I always say it, they could go straight for the hot and ready at Krispy Kreme, right? Mm-hmm. But, and they might, you know, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some experiences, but Here's the bottom line. I think the bottom line, what I want for my boys is no matter what happens, no matter when they leave, if they do go off track, if they ever get sick or they ever start having symptoms of any sort, I don't want their first reaction to be, I need to go to a doctor and I need to get a pill. Mm. That's not like I want for them to say, hmm, what can I look at in Mm. my diet or in my lifestyle that is could possibly be contributing to this issue so i want them to be root cause focused not that they're not going to eat stuff right like it's out there right we you know it's out there they're going to eat stuff but they i want them to be in tune like it's not it's not i'm not out of it's not something out of my control it's not hereditary it's not this like i can't do anything about it no it's a root cause how what can i what can i change right so with that said desmond was you know my paleo baby he's such a great eater till this day like I'm like when I when I tell you like his first food was like liver and like egg yolks or something like that it was mm-hmm. we were it was, it, insane nutrition um and it's really stuck with him right my little one at the time we've always been like health oriented so we never went like fully you know like just like wow like all this kid crap because I couldn't I couldn't like I you know, I, I just, I knew what I knew. So, but we still, we still, they were eating a little bit worse off. Like when we first started keto and, you know, like we would always start their day good. Like they knew, like I don't do the cereal. Like, so that's one thing that was always like a non-negotiable for me. I'm like, you guys have to start your day good. That's because it just sets the tone for the whole day. I'm like, you have to start your day with eggs, Mm. protein, something, something of the sort. We can't start our days with, you know, a carb, festival because you're going to just, it's going to, it does, it really sets the tone for the whole day, you know? And we, so we have a few rules, you know, like a few, I don't want to call them rules, but like principles, right? Like Mm -hmm. carbs are to be earned. Right. So that's one of the things, because to be honest, unless your child really has like something like maybe autism or epilepsy, Mm -hmm. something where you really have no choice, but to have them like really strict keto because their health and their Mm -hmm. life and their quality of life depends on it. I, you know, children are more metabolically flexible than we are. And you can, they're they're They can eat, you know, a baby, you could feed it carbs and you, you cannot kick them out of ketosis. It's almost impossible because that's how babies they're so insulin sensitive. So, um, so for us, it's all about like teaching them, like, what are, you know, a better source, what's processed food, what's real food. So that's our whole thing. Like we eat real food, Mm. you know? So sure. Do they have a little bit of carbs time to time? Yeah. But they're going to have like a banana, a fruit. Mm. And we have like our principles, right? Like they know how to make a plate of food. Like, what are you going to serve for your protein? They know that they have to eat their protein first. 
um, you know, and they do a lot of the times they know that. And that, so their hunger signals are so good now that it's like, they do eat their protein first. Like when they're hungry, they want meat. Cause when you're really hungry, you're, that you really do crave mm. protein and fat, you know? So that's some of the things. Now, when we did transition them, um, you know, you got to get a little bit creative at the time. Um, we're lucky now, like I said, back in 2011, 2012, when I was doing paleo, I had to make everything. Now there's so many brands so many yeah. out there, so many options where you don't have to hand make everything from scratch anymore, right? Like I've got cauliflower thins that mm. I can use. I've got simple mills, almond flour crackers that are made for me. I used to literally make crackers. It's such a pain in the butt, right? So it's like, now we have a lot of different options where we have brands like birch vendors, paleo pancakes, things like that, where we can say, hey, you can still enjoy yourself. There's just a better option. So we would make them keto or paleo pancakes or, mm. um, you know, cauliflower thins instead of the bun for a burger, you know, which they're super used to eating their burgers without buns at this point. So they always eat burgers without <laughs> buns. Um, you know, instead of, uh, instead of like regular French fries, I'll make them sweet potato fries mm. that I air fryer. We cook them in a better oil. You know what I mean? That's not vegetable oils and things like that. So I think just showing them like, no, you can still eat well and enjoy yourself. Like we're not losing the fun. And then at the same time, we have to allow them that space mm. to make those food mistakes without the shame attached without any of that because it's such a good learning experience and i have so many stories where they end up like because when they eat well most of the time they have good signals and they're gonna feel bad they mm. will feel bad when they eat stuff yeah. so we've gone to birthday parties where my son has immediately like had like a slice of pizza a really fruity like nasty like you know mm. i call it like the red drinks mm. <laughs> and then like cotton candy immediately in like 10 minutes he was bent over crying my god my stomach mm. and you know we're not gonna say i told you <laughs> no yeah. i'm just like what do you think it is buddy and you know it's the food i'm like oh okay well that's okay you know just next time maybe pace yourself what do you think you can what do you think you can do next time so you don't feel this way because mm. now you're not enjoying the party right I like that now he's not enjoying himself. So using those times as a learning experience, you know, as a, a learning opportunity and, you know, we never want to make them feel bad because eventually if they, if we do that, they will try to hide stuff yeah. from us, you know? So, wow. And we don't want that shame to be attached. So yeah. Wow. You Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I love that. You said that when they're feeling something that, um, isn't, you know, isn't right. You, you said that you you didn't want them to, you know, go to the doctor and get prescribed medication, mm -hmm. and you want them to question what they ate. That's causing mm -hmm. them to, to. Um, I love that. Um, and then you said give them space and give them the freedom to make their own choices and make their own mistakes. I think it's also key there too because you know you you said like they may start hiding stuff from you guys, and obviously that's never something that we want our kids to do right. and so um yeah just love that you're teaching the, your kids about nutrition and what are the foods that actually make you feel good um i think i love this for our listeners because you know obviously if you're living a keto lifestyle and you're feeling good on this lifestyle you want this for your kids too and having most of the uh people in the keto space i'm not saying everybody has has experienced their health failing them that's why they're here 
right? So yeah. obviously you don't want this. You don't want that for your kids. And transitioning your kids into a cute lifestyle, if you're already living that lifestyle, makes sense for everybody. And so yes. I, I love that you're setting such a great example. Your family. I love that you're sharing um, your lifestyle with your kids. Um, and you have your you have your kids Instagram at Fat Fueled Kids that you show yes. what they're eating and so you know <laughs> i'm gonna start following that for my daughter but man I, I i just love that you're you started sharing that um what were the routines that help you both stay on track and keep the kids routine uh and lifestyle on track as well because i i see you running your own business your your uh, your own socials you have another new thing coming up. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor to talk about that in a second and your brand. And what are your family routines that helps you keep on track of everybody's macros? If you can just you know, give us a few tips on how to do that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to just say one more thing that I forgot to mention. So because I have like some little notes here mm -hmm. so I don't get off so I can ramble. But another thing I want to mention is... And this is so hard because as parents, we're so naturally inclined to do stuff like this because they did it with us. Mm. <clears throat> but try not to reward with food. Like, um, because when we do that, we're attaching like celebrate, like, you know, even if it's a celebration, like when we were reward with like a bad, like, uh, you know, and not, I don't know, I don't want to call foods bad, but like with something that's not healthy, like mm -hmm. it's just, that's not a reward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I know that, it, you know, like, or even worse comfort right so maybe you're sad your your child is sad we don't go for ice cream mm. when we're sad because that's just really building that yeah. like they're going to carry that with them they really are and it's just not a healthy habit anyway so that's number yeah. one yeah so that's number one number two here's a tip so here's a tip on how to like help your kids really start to make good decisions and we did this we've always done this um we might you might have to increase the amounts because of inflation but here's the deal right like I don't, why do we buy special food for our children, right? Like I, other countries, honestly, they make fun of the US because of that. Like, why do we, like kids menus, you know, we have like a whole campaign against kids menus. Like why we shouldn't wait. These are habits that they need to learn now. Like don't wait until your child is 18 and now all of a sudden they have to figure it all out. No, these habits are taught at home. So, um, you know, we have a budget, our money. I do not, what I tell my children is I do not support companies with my money that I deem to be immoral because they're selling children food that is really, really bad for them. So my budget, when I do the groceries, like I don't buy that, you know, now I would give them each like a little allowance every time you, we would go to the grocery, you know, grocery store. And, you know, you can decide that on with your own family and depending on the ages of the children. Um, I would also like take them to a place where, you know, you can't really make that bad of a choice. So like maybe a fresh market, something like that sprouts. And this is their money. Like, here you go. Here's $5, $10. You can pick whatever you want with that money, mm. you know? And believe it or not, like the fact that they're in charge now, like they want to make a good choice, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they'll choose whatever, a chocolate bar, a yogurt. You'd be surprised mm. sometimes how good of a choice they make, but it's a really good way to start teaching them like how to, you know, cause that, now it's on them. Right. Mm. So that's number one. And then, you know, you're talking about routines. Um, you really just got to find, something like easy. So I'll give you like, I mean, I'll just give you examples, but like we eat a lot of the same things every day. Don't think you have to be getting fancy. I know sometimes yeah. we see like all these fancy recipes on Instagram. Like, no, no, that's not the reality. 
Um, you know, so pretty much every morning it's eggs. Mm. Like, how do you want your eggs today? That's like the question. <laughs> how would you like your eggs today? Yes, there are days that they get sick of it. And you know what? Maybe they'll have, but they're still going to eat some other protein. You have some chicken from last night. Would you like that instead? Sure. Mm. Or you, you have a burger, like the burgers are breakfast guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do a burger, you know, but like some type of protein for breakfast. Um, and honestly, if they're not hungry, I don't make, make them eat. I just, depending on what our routine is for the day, like if we're going to leave, you know, maybe you do want to eat something because we're going to be gone for a while, but if you're just going to be home for the next few hours, they might not be hungry. So I don't force it either. Um, I let them listen to their hunger signals. And then for, lunches are always the hardest for me specifically. Um, dinner's dinner, but for, for some reason, lunches is always the hardest, right? Like I'm going to get off this podcast and then it's like, that's it. I'm like, let's go. We got to do lunch. Like, so I just found things that are really easy for us. Um, you know, and again, they have so many good brands now. So like, I find this good brand of like either, uh, gluten-free chicken nuggets, which they don't even really do those a lot. Um, I really like these frozen, um, they're grass fed burger patties that just come yeah. frozen and they're really thin at Costco and you throw those on this on the cast iron three minutes on each side and they're done so like mm. we'll do burgers and then i'll let them choose a side where i could just throw some sweet potato fries in the air fryer or something like that so lunches are um you know maybe some maybe a, i'll do like a little sandwich one time with like cauliflower thins um so you really just i feel like for the lunch you planning is everything right if we don't plan we i, I find myself going a little bit mm. more crazy during the week so what i try to do with danny is sit down on Sunday and at least plan the lunches. Cause I know, I know because of my schedule that that is the hardest meal for me. Sometimes it could be breakfast is the hardest meal for you. A lot of people, if their children go to school for them, it's breakfast. Like they got to get out, they got to get out. Right. So maybe do a little bit of pre-planning, maybe make some like pre-made little egg muffins that you can do. Um, something that you can pull quick, heat it up quick. Um, so it does take a little bit of extra planning because it is more convenient. And that is a fact. And that is how they sell us. That is how they get us is by convenience. It just, it is what it mm. is, right? That's why we go through the drive-thru. It's pure convenience. Yep. So it does take a little bit of extra effort. Mm. It does, but it's so worth it. And you're teaching your children too, that it's worth making a little bit of the effort. And you know what? You may have to sit down for half an hour on a Sunday on the weekend and just jot it down and get them involved too. You know, when they feel involved, they're more likely to eat the food as well. So like they get to choose a meal. Like, okay, what is, does Dean pick for dinner um, this week? What dinner do you want to do? You know, he'll say like, oh, you know, peas and corn, because that's what he likes. Peas and peas and uh, corn and whatever steak. Okay, cool. And what does Desmond want to have for dinner this night? So that's what we'll do, you know? Um, but yeah, it does. It takes a little bit of extra planning. It does. And, you know, maybe a little bit of prep. If you're really busy, you're going to have to prep out some stuff, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It really is. I want to point out something that you said. I think it's really important here to reiterate. Um, you talked about not rewarding with food because I think mm -hmm. that's really important because that that can be the start of a bad food relationship, first yes. of all. And associating... Uh, food with happiness whenever you're sad mm. you you eat you know um you we've heard this story many times and it's really hard it's really a bad cycle to get into and it's really hard to break as well um i love that and also when you said you know giving your your kids freedom giving them a budget on and and then see see what they actually buy right and then uh, it's actually just teaching them to be in control with their own money 
and make decide for themselves. Um, I love that. And the biggest thing for me is <laughs> not not don't, don't get into then don't get too fancy with your food and don't yeah. don't get into the Instagram trap where um, you no. see all of these recipes. Um, obviously, that cannot be sustainable. Um, it's not sustainable. I think I think my boys ate because if they loved it, they would eat it every day. I think they ate chicken quesadillas mm. with siete quesadillas. I think they ate that for like months straight before they got sick of it. Like every day I would make that because it was so easy. Siete mm. tortillas. They have them at Costco now, so you can get them at a good deal. They're made with almond flour. They have cassava ones if you're allergic to nuts. They're low carb chicken, cheese. You could pre-make the chicken. Again, a little bit of planning. You know, <laughs> if you make some crock pot chicken, some crock pot shredded beef, that can last you for days and it tastes great. I've been taking notes so. here, so I hope everybody's Yes, I'm notes. telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the type of stuff I try to share, you know. Yeah. I try to share that kind of stuff on the on the on the Instagram too, because I'm like, it's not always fancy, you know. Yeah. And then and then people they do, they it's like the Pinterest, right? Like mm. it makes moms feel like inferior because you're like, Well, I didn't cut the sandwich into yeah. a perfect I, I think know, it's bigger than I think it's bigger than people realize. Like what you guys are doing with your kids, I think it you know, obviously it, it can come with some criticism um yeah. about that and i think there's a bigger chunk of people that we realize that we don't realize that they also want this for your kids they just don't know what to do and having 100 having you guys you know on instagram and having uh visibility on what you're kids eat on a daily basis and having your story on socials on your youtube channel is such a huge help especially for me i'm taking notes right now i i, I really want to learn this uh, and i think yeah. what, what you do what you guys are doing are great um i i is there something else that you want to add for our listeners here that you got you, that we have left out I want to share a story really quick because you just mentioned mm. something that made me think of that and it made me sad to hear it because yeah. it makes you wonder like, wow, more people, sometimes you have to be the leader. Okay. And that's the fact. Just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean they want to be doing it. Mm. So I have a story where, you know, my boys, we homeschool, we've always homeschooled them, but we were part of this big homeschool group where they would all have to take their lunches. And I'm that mom, I don't care. I am that, if you, it's also really good for the, the boys to like, to for them to experience not always being a part of the crowd. That's not a good thing for them to always follow the crowd. We're seeing that, especially now post 2020, like you don't want people to always just follow the crowd. So my kids are used to being like kind of the oddballs with their stuff. But first of all, it's worth it because let me tell you, when you're when you're, it, it does matter. My boys are never sick. They don't, they don't mm -hmm. get sick. They just don't, you know what I mean? So, um, but anyways, here's the story. I was at a homeschool group and of course moms take notice. And one of the moms, we were all sitting around and she said, I love how you always pack a healthy lunch for your boys. You know, I always want, I want to pack a healthy lunch, but then I feel like nobody else does it. Mm -hmm. And when she told me that I was just like, wow imagine mm -hmm. how many other moms feel like you do mm -hmm. and everybody's just going along with the thing and so sometimes you have to be the leader mm -hmm. and people follow mm -hmm. and from that and then she started sending healthier you know a lot of the moms that were sitting around were like yeah you're right you know like we should we could set you know i'm like well you know 
you could say, I'm like, you could send your child with a healthy meal. And now Desmond's not the only one, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they don't, and they're not that. the only one either. Cause they've got Desmond or they've got someone else. The same thing happened in our neighborhood where, you know, a huge problem right now is that also contributes to obesity in children is the fact that they're not outside playing mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. They're always inside on their video games. And there's a lot of reasons, you know, people, they don't feel like it's safe or whatever. And we're in a gated community here and we have built such a great culture here where, you know, it's like how we were when we were kids. Like, I don't even see my boys on the weekend. It's like ding dong, ding dong on my doorbell. It's like 20 kids in the neighborhood and they're always outside. Like, I don't even see them. Right. But it started with us because that's not how it was. So sometimes you have to be the leader yeah. because you don't know, like other people do feel like you do. They're just Absolutely. scared to be different. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, so we've started letting our boys play outside. And then the neighbor was like, oh, okay. So she would like watch her daughter a little bit. And then, so finally, you know, we met her and then now she feels comfortable. So now her daughter's mm. outside. And then the other parents follow because they're like, oh, look, all the, all the kids are outside. Mm. You know, so sometimes it's, it's okay. Mm. It's okay to be different. And, and sometimes you do have to be a little bit of a leader and you'd be surprised as to how many people, you know, they do yeah. feel the same way you do. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I I am appreciative of what you guys are doing and what you guys are doing for the community. I, I'd like to get, I'd like to, you know, know when did you guys started sharing your story and what was the motivation on sharing it to other families when you guys started? Yeah, so I mean, Danny and I started our pages originally and then we soon, you know, we were so passionate about the kids thing because we saw our friends children just like just by observing children and how they were just they had all these you know autoimmune issues and they're getting sick all the time like how important it really is but the fact that parents really didn't even know where to start and so you know we just took it upon ourselves like let's start their page and at least we can share ideas and information and um to help other parents see that it's not that difficult especially if you're already doing it yourself right because Here's the thing, if you're not doing it, you need to you need to look at you first. So that's number one. And you know, it might and with older kids actually, you might need to be quiet for a little bit because you might have to prove yourself and that's okay. Like one of our really good friends, Anna Martin, she didn't come to keto until her boy, her boys were teenagers. So she had to just quietly put her head down and get to work before anybody cared about what she had to say, right? Because and that's a fact. So once she started getting her results and everybody was seeing how she was um, getting healthier, now they're interested, right? So now maybe her teenager with acne is going to say, mom, like what you're doing really works. Like, do you think it'll help me <laughs> with this? And so, cause it is a little bit different when you have like older children. So start with you model we're, we're huge on modeling the behavior. Our, our kids are not going to do as we say, they're going to do what we do. That's a fact. So start by modeling the behavior you want to see. Take your own health seriously um, without judgment. And, you know, when they ask questions, you know, answer them authentically. And, and um, that's how you're going to start, you know. But if you're already doing this as a household and you have little children, I mean, this is just, that's what our family does, you know. That's just how it is here, you know. And we, I love that. Um... We can have fun at birthday parties and all that stuff. That's fine. But this is what we do here. I love that. Just setting the, the example, um, be the, be the mm -hmm. example that, uh, that you want to follow. Right. So, um, that's right. I, can you talk a little bit about your brand and what you're doing right now? Yeah. With like our coaching. Yeah. 
Yes. So Danny and I, we're so excited. So of course we have our Fat Field family branding. And so with our new platform with Fat Field Physique, um, as Danny has been, he's you know spent years coaching people. And we are, again, we want, we are so passionate about really helping people, empowering them. So we don't always want our clients to need us, right? Like, so we, what we've been working on and Danny's been working on this whole, for the last few months is building a platform that's more in the form of a course, you know, it's the whole teach a man to fish, right? Like we, we don't want someone to only have results when they're paying for our coaching, right? We want you to have, this is a lifestyle. So we want you to, you know, like, we want to like let you go and you can be, you know, you can be successful on your own as well. So we're teaching these principles, right? So instead of just doing people's macros for them all the time, and we do do that. Like if you need to prep for a show or something like that, obviously that's what you need. But some of these people are, you know, this is a lifestyle. So we have a course um, where you learn how to calculate macros. So we teach you how to calculate macros for all different scenarios, whether you're, you know, you have hormonal issues, whether you're trying to cut down or, or put on muscle, um, with all, you know, whether you want to be like paleo or more keto or carnivore, whatever. Um, and then we also have a fitness course. So of course you're going to get a ton of workouts with video demos on form and how to properly execute exercises so that you can have good results. And then there's a mindset portion, right? Because we know that this is merely a symptom. A lot of people, if they have food addiction, there's other things going on. So we have a mindset portion um, course as well that has different principles as well to help you, um, you know, stay true to yourself and become a stronger person by keeping your word to yourself. And of course, all of it comes with the community aspect, which we love because you need that support. Everybody needs a community that's doing what they're doing to support, to support you. And so, yeah, all of that you're going to get if you, um, when you join the fat field physique coaching platform, um, where, where can they go to check that out? That's okay. So you go to fatfieldphysique.com and we're actually running a special promo. If you sign up within the first month, you will get a discount um, that you can lock in. So this will be a locked in rate unless you ever cancel um, at $49.99. It will go up to, I believe, $69.99. So if you enter the code Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, all caps at fatfieldphysique.com, um, you will be able to lock in that rate. Awesome. This has been a blast, Mora. Thank you so much once again for coming on and sharing your story and taking some time today to share your story with our listeners here. I'm going to link everything down below so you guys can connect with Mora. Um, awesome. Uh, this has been a blast. Thank you, Mora. Appreciate you. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me on. This has been great. Awesome. Hey guys, thank you for listening. I would like to announce that I'm now on Patreon. And as a patron, you can listen to my episodes ad-free, plus highlights-only episodes from my previous episodes. Not only that, you can also get a 50% discount privilege when you subscribe to Basic Ketobox and more. You can check it out at patreon.com slash ketones and coffee. Alright guys, bye for now.
Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes. Take advantage, guys, of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you. And stay tuned for more captivating episodes. And until next time, guys, keep embracing the power of ketones.